Hi everyone and welcome to the BU Mum podcast. I'm Annie, mum, wife, nutritional therapist, music lover and believer that animal print will never go out of fashion. I believe that we are at our most happiest and healthiest when all parts of ourselves are aligned and singing in harmony, the mind, body, heart and spirit. For me, like most, motherhood has been life-changing. It has opened up so many opportunities to learn more about myself and grow and become a better version of me and generally better human being. So this is what this podcast is all about. Conversations with awesome people who will inspire, inform and empower you to be more you at your brightest and best. Just like health and happiness, I believe there is no one-size-fits-all approach to motherhood. Learning to better understand, love and be yourself is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children. So I hope you will join me on this podcast journey of self-discovery, self-growth and self-love because when we connect with ourselves and step into our personal power, our mummy magic can truly shine. So please keep listening and remember, always be more you. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 5 of the Be You Mum podcast with me, Annie Breen. This week I'm really excited to be joined by Michaela Jackson. Michaela is a personal performance coach and founder of She Almighty. Michaela works with women to empower them to be their best version and achieve the life and career that they love. We talk about Michaela's journey and what led her to become the amazing coach that she is today. We talk about different aspects of the work that she does, including life, career and business coaching, and how they all very much overlap. We talk about overwhelm and knowing where to start, maybe if we feel in a bit of a rut in our life or our career. How do we move forward? How do we get clarity? Michaela shares the common barriers that she sees holding us back time and time again with her clients. We talk about limiting beliefs and fear and how to gain more confidence in taking that step forward. We talk about success. What does success mean to you? It means so many different things to different people. And the big thing that really interests me and I see time and time again with women who transition into motherhood is career change. It's such a prevalent time where values take a shift and everything changes, we change. And with that, sometimes our career desires do as well. So we talk about how do we move forward? How do we come up with that roadmap that can feel really overwhelming knowing where to start and to take that step towards the life and career that we we desire? Michaela is brilliant at sharing some really practical and simple tips that we can implement into our lifestyles. So whether that's a change within our lifestyle, our personal life, or whether it's our business or career, we can implement some of these steps to help us move forward and start to build that roadmap towards what we really desire. I personally worked with um, Michaela and she has been very influential in me getting my business to where it is today. And what I can say from the work that we did together, it is very personal. You know, I find that if I'm not feeling well, then my business isn't either. So my business does as well as I do. So I really recommend this podcast if you're thinking about a career change or maybe you just feel a little bit stuck and you want to bring more of the things that fuel your vibe and fuel your fire into your life. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed our chat. So without further ado, let's get into episode five. So hi, Michaela. Thank you so hi, much. <laughs> hi. Thank you so much for joining me today. We My have... Pleasure. We have just been having a lovely little chat and reminiscing and reflecting over some of the work that we did together previously, which has been really lovely. 
And I just wondered for all of our listeners, if you could just start by giving us a little introduction into you, but also um, if you don't mind sharing your backstory of how you got to um, She Almighty, your amazing coaching business that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, firstly, thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. Um, but yeah, so I, um, I'm a personal performance coach and um, She Almighty is all about women self-empowering to be the best version of themselves and to create careers, businesses and lives they love with positive impact. So yeah, in a nutshell, I do life, career and business coaching for women. Um, but yeah, I mean, me getting into this, GMIT really came about, to be honest, by me not knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> That's the short story. Um, but no, you know, I went to uni, studied sociology, politics, loved it, thought the world's my oyster. But actually, in reality, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So, you know, had a series of jobs in my 20s, decent jobs, went traveling around Southeast Asia, Australia, ended up living in Melbourne for a few years, had a great time, but never really found jobs that gave me that sense of fulfillment or purpose, if you like. So anyway, I moved back to London, got a job in a, in a recruitment company in the city and just hit a bit of a, a low point, I guess. I wasn't happy in my job, wasn't happy in a relationship I was in. And I wasn't really ha happy in a living, in the living situation that I was in either. Um, and that's actually when I discovered coaching. I honestly can't remember how I came across it. I think the stars somehow aligned <laughs> for me there. Um, but it really has been the catalyst for positive change in my life. You know, in saying that, it still took me three more job changes to get to the point of taking the plunge to set up my own business. But um, yeah, I haven't looked back since. And now I help other women to get clarity and create their best careers and lives. Amazing. And I actually came to you when I was feeling a little bit lost, I would say, in my business and how to take that going forward after having Bonnie. Um, as you know, I was already a nutritional therapist, but having Bonnie, everything changed and my values changed. And I felt really drawn towards supporting mums. Um, but like you said, the clarity, I didn't really know how to take that forward. I felt quite overwhelmed and time poor and the, the task in hand just felt very, very big. So I was going to ask you, because you, you work with so many women, when they first approach you, you obviously do the life coaching, the career coaching, the business coaching. Do you find a lot of the time that those that come to you maybe for career coaching you need to look at their life stuff first or it all kind of comes together. What, how do you help people get clarity that maybe feel a little bit lost in most aspects of, of their life? Mm. Yeah, you know, in reality, we are one person. We can't separate personal and professional, can we? So there will always be life aspects that overlap and inter, you know, interlink. It's all connected, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but in terms of helping them to get clarity I mean ultimately that comes from developing a self-awareness which is really at the crux of coaching so you know I know that my clients already have a lot of the answers and I hear that when I first speak to them but they don't necessarily realize that and they can't always see the wood from the trees at that point and they might be in a bit of a, a place of overwhelm or just feeling a little bit stuck in a rut or whatever it is um, but my job is to help them realize that they know those things already right so um, I guess helping them figure out or carving out the time and space to figure out what's really important to them what their values are you know what their priorities are you know sometimes we have priorities but we don't necessarily treat them that way you know even though we we say they are or we think they are um, and yeah, and figure out what they really want. And then, you know, if we know those things, we can start living in alignment with them, can't we? And start taking action towards them. So yeah, so it really is that that self-awareness is key to it. And then taking the action and recognizing that that's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight either. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I think the self-awareness and the acceptance of where you're at is absolutely a starting point. And we did the values exercise together. And it's something I talk a lot about with my clients. 
And it was really interesting because I've done that in the past and um, I always find it, I found it quite difficult with, with values. And I guess for me, that just made me realize maybe how disconnected I was from myself mm -hmm. and so wrapped up in life and external stuff. I'd kind of forgotten me a little bit. So to actually just sit and think what is important to me, what mm -hmm. are my values was amazing. And I know that we did an exercise and we really kind of um, juiced it down, didn't we, to three main values or maybe one at the end. And what I now do is refer back to those values as I'm going along. So, you know, if things start to go a little bit off track or I don't feel right, and that could manifest as lots of different symptoms, um, am I living aligned with my values? Yeah. Um, what, what are your values? What are my values? So, yeah, I mean, just to sort of um, back up your point there, they're like our compass, aren't they? Yes. Our values. And so my values, my core values, I would say, our health um and you know it, it depends how we want to word these things don't we because sometimes we have um there's different meanings for us attributed to different words but for me that means looking after number one um you know if i don't do that then i'm not going to be the best version of me i'm not going to be at my best in my business in my relationships all of those things so and that could be from the basics of getting a good night's sleep and eating well um to self-care self-compassion that kind of stuff as well so I guess it's well-being right um love I know that sounds it's a bit cheesy but for me that encompasses all of my relationships romantic friendships business universal values um you know really that again compassion I guess and empathy um for, for others and then I would say ambition is probably my third key one I mean it's something that has always been innate to me so that coupled with persistence I know that if I'm striving and I'm accomplishing you know that makes me that makes me feel good um, and yeah I think when you're pushing out of your comfort zone that means that you're always kind of growing as well so I think they're sort of the, the three key things that I would live my life by on a, a daily basis really. yeah I can see that definitely, especially <laughs> with the ambition and mine are the same. Um, well, love is definitely one of mine. I think love does conquer all. Uh, yeah, I agree. Laughter, <laughs> laughter is one of mine too. I think mm -hmm. as parents, sometimes we can forget to have fun. We become very adult yeah. and, um, <laughs> you know, can be a little bit overwhelmed with responsibility, but having fun is essential. Um, Another one is energy, because I think since having Bonnie, I, I realize how valuable energy is. And that's like how we show up as well. Um, not just metabolic, like physical energy, but the, the vibe that we give off. Yeah. Um, and then freedom. I think, and this is something, that, you know, that I've definitely achieved since working with yourself is to realize that I have the freedom to choose my career path, that I have the freedom to create something that aligns with my values, my passions. And these can change all the time. And um, it can feel scary. It can feel like you said, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. It can be the unknown. Um, but for me, that's where the magic happens. That's where you can Absolutely. create this stuff. And I, w I was going to ask you, um, what are the sort of common barriers that you see come up time and time again that are holding people back from achieving their best self or their um, sort of desired careers? Or what's holding people stuck, if that makes sense? Mm, I think often it is. We're, we're so busy. You kind of talked about this earlier, but so busy doing aren't we caught up in our sort of busy lives that we don't actually take the time out to reflect and think about what's really important to us so I think it starts there so that's a bit of an awareness thing you know, also things like self-doubt you know so lack of confidence lack of self-belief self-compassion self-care those types of things I think sometimes you know we we'll have these self-limiting narratives for ourselves, wouldn't we? Like, oh, I couldn't possibly do that, or I'm not good enough, or um, I can't, you know, those sorts of words. And we don't always realize we're saying those things to ourselves. But if we say those things, you know, it's, it's like that 
quote, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're probably right. I'm totally, absolutely right. <laughs> you know, what we think, what we say, what we do can become self-fulfilling. It's hugely powerful. So if we're not aware of those things that we're saying to ourselves, or if we're hearing it from others and we're, we're maybe lacking in a bit of self-esteem or self-worth or self-confidence that we're taking that on um, and believing it, then, then that's not good. So I think firstly, and this is why I come back to self-awareness again, but being able to challenge those narratives and those false stories that we have for ourselves is super important. Um, and yeah, then I think it, it's really people as well, making themselves a priority, you know, so investing in themselves, giving themselves time out to think about what it is that they want and then taking those actions not seeing that as selfish, but actually recognizing, okay, well, if I take the time to figure out what I want, live in alignment with that, take action towards it, then I am going to be the best version of me um, for other people in my life too, right? And, and I'm more likely to uh, be the person that I want to be or who I want to become and to live my best life. So yeah, in a nutshell, I, I say those things are probably, probably the most common. Totally. It starts with you, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, you know, we, we look outside of ourselves and we feel that we should be doing a certain work or career path because that's what we decided to do when we were at school or when we went to uni and that's how we're going to earn money and that's going to get us the things that we need to survive that a lot of the time are actually sort of material things. And I think yeah. it, can, it can feel very scary to step away from that, which is the known. It's our familiar kind of self, our familiar environment, um, and try something new. Um, yeah, 100%. And I think also the, um, the limiting beliefs, that's a really good point. I think we don't realize the conversations we're having with ourselves. We, we're actually our own worst critic, aren't we? We judge ourselves more harshly than I think anyone else would ever um, judge us. And a lot of those are laid down early on in childhood. And um, for me, like I'm working with you, it was very much looking at me first, like the self-awareness, understanding myself, that kind of introspection, um, mm -hmm. self-inquiry. Have you read the book or have you seen the um, book Loving What Is, Katie Byron? No, I haven't actually. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good one. And I think it comes down to the reading list. <laughs> yes, add it. The self-awareness, the self-acceptance. I also think, you know, um, Sometimes we'll measure success on what we achieve and, and stuff. And, you know, it, mm. we don't tend to be satisfied with ourselves or fulfilled until we've achieved something and we've done this and it's just doing, doing, doing. But a lot of the time we first have to um, love ourselves in order to be able to achieve stuff. I think it's really putting yourself in the center, isn't it? And building that understanding, that acceptance, that self-love to mm -hmm. then give yourself permission to move forward and try these new things and push yourself yeah. a little bit out. Permission of your is a big one, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, with a lot of the women that I work with, a lot of them are such high achievers anyway, but they just don't recognize their accomplishments right so so and, that, and that's another problem because then we never really feel um fulfillment but actually we might be achieving great things um so yeah that that's a that's a biggie as well that I see a lot and how do you help people sort of recognize their achievements or as I like to put it sort of honor progress because it's it's for, um I've started writing this down and it's not necessarily huge stuff like if I can get Bonnie's socks on in the morning and get out the door by a certain time, that's like, woohoo, progress. <laughs> you know, it's how we, yeah. how we kind of see success, if you like. And um, yeah, so I guess that's a two-part question. Like, how do you help people recognize their achievements so they can sort of acknowledge it and celebrate it a little bit more? And then defining success, like what does success mm. mean to you? How do you... Um, a lot of your clients, how do they define success? Mm. Okay, so in terms of recognizing achievements, I would say it's helping them to look at the evidence, you know, because sometimes we don't, um, we don't do that, do we? And, you know, imposter syndrome is something that's talked about a lot, isn't it? So, 
so similarly with that as well, it is helping them to look at the evidence. Actually, let's look at what you've um, accomplished or the journey you've got on or the growth that you've been through to get to where you are now. And often, and you know, you, you send this up perfectly earlier, but we, you know, the things that we're, we're our, harshest, our own harshest critics, aren't we? Mm. Often the things we say to ourselves, we would never dream of saying to others or our, or our friends or our colleagues, but we allow ourselves to self-deprecate and say things like that to ourselves. So, so yeah, so it's being able to stay, take a step back, if you like, look at the evidence and help them see, oh yeah, actually, even if it was a small win, you know, those small wins over time make a huge difference, don't they? Although those our big achievements are a sum of the small accomplishments, growth and wins that we've had. So that evidence is really key because usually it's already there because most of, I think most of us already are doing great things. We're just not recognizing or awarding ourselves for it. Um, but in terms of success, yes, it is actually as well about helping women um, realize what their own definition of success is. You know, for me, it's about having a freedom and a lifestyle business on my terms and being self-sufficient and leading the life and having the choices that I want to have. And that's incredibly empowering, isn't it? You talked about freedom. And for me, that's definitely got to be a value of mine as well, because I don't think I could go back to, to working for anyone now because it's, yeah, I just feel so empowered through what I'm doing, right? And, and everything, everything we choose to do and work on um, it is on our terms, which is amazing. But that isn't for everyone. So it's about actually helping people to recognize, okay, well, what, yeah, what does success look like for you? What is you at your best? What is your dream life, you know? And, and being able to challenge the traditional definition, right, which is often based around many you know success as we as we see it uh, around fame or wealth you know whatever it is um and I think we can quite easily get caught up in that can't we and think oh I'm not earning a certain amount or I'm you know so so I think it's it's challenging that traditional definition and thinking about actually what do I really want what's really important to me I yeah I totally agree I think it's coming back to your values again isn't it and reminding yourself of what they are and is everything aligning with those because um it's hard for me to look back and think what I used to think what success was I think maybe um it was the job the house the car the dog mm. the children you know that kind of idyllic picture yeah um, but actually now what life has taught me, what motherhood has taught me is love, connection, fun. Um, you know, Dan and I had some financial hardships when Bonnie was very young and we didn't have an income. Um, we didn't really have that nest either because we were renovating the house and still are. Um, and I think that was very very hard at the time and I I felt at the time actually that we didn't have much choice so that freedom thing that was really important to me um, was kind of taken away but from that struggle we really learned what was important and we were together mm. and we still made some amazing memories we had help from family which we're truly grateful for and we traveled and we did stuff and we remember those more than the, you know, the hardship of um, how hard it was to go shopping and eat the things that we wanted and buy stuff. You know, it was more what we did in that time. And now we're in a slightly better position. We just value it more, um, mm. most definitely. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And I would also say um, what I've started to do with honoring progress or trying to really sort of relish in my achievements a little bit more is... Um, I feel happier when I've achieved something like my, my vibe, my energy is increased. Um, so what I'll do is I'll try and ride that wave for a bit longer and I'll put some music on that's going to like keep that vibe high and I'll <laughs> rock out around the house or something and I'll try and keep that energy going as long as possible yeah. rather than celebrate the achievement. I try and be the achievement, like ride that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great tip. 
Yeah. <laughs> Music's we, sort of lifting, isn't it? So powerful. Oh well. yeah. I mean, we live by our to-do list, don't we? I haven't kept a to-do list for a while now, and I'm sorry to everyone who I've forgotten stuff, but <laughs> I, I know we have to, and probably in business there are ways of um, keeping on top and keeping focused and managing our time efficiently. But um, I think sometimes we can be prisoner to our to-do list, can't we? And feel mm-hmm. that we have to keep ticking things off to feel valued and feel successful and feel worthy. Um, and it's more about being than doing. Well, all- a to-do list is never ending, isn't it? So yeah. that can kind of set us up for disappointment and failure. So if we live our life by a to-do list, it makes me laugh when people tell me that they write stuff down that they've already done so they can, <laughs> they can take it off to sort of validate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understand that. Um, but it's really about meaningful and intentional action, isn't it? That is going to move you forwards in your life or um, give you that real sense of accomplishment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the next thing I was going to ask you actually was about sort of career change. And I, I've um, experienced this, but I've also seen it a lot in my clients and, and, and mums that when they have children, everything changes, they change. And that includes their career doesn't always fulfill them in the way that it once did, or they get to a certain point and they've done so well and now they're ready for something different um so what would you say and i know i can say at this point that you are expecting aren't you michaela i am indeed congratulations <laughs> thank you very much so exciting. i kind of guessed when you rang me up a while ago and i was like oh michaela's pregnant um, <laughs> you got the vibes you picked it up <laughs> yeah exactly i got the vibes um, but you work with a lot of clients who are, who are mums as well. And I just wonder, yeah. you know, when, when they come to you and they're stuck and they don't know how to go forward, what would be your advice to someone that's going through a, a career change or they've kind of hit the road with their current career and they want something different? Mm. So I think, I mean, um, we talked, we've already sort of touched on the self-awareness and the values and that kind of stuff. But I honestly think, it almost starts by being honest with yourself, right? To sort of say, actually, I'm not really happy with where I'm at. Something doesn't feel quite right and I need to do something about it. So it's got to almost start with the honesty and the decision to being open to that change. But I know that can be scary as well. Um, But yeah, starting with the honesty and giving yourself permission, right? Because that's something that we talked about as well. So what I ultimately help my clients to do when they come to me is, I guess I, I help them with that permission to dream because sometimes we're afraid to do that, aren't we? Because, yeah. we think, oh gosh, I couldn't possibly achieve that. It, it just feels unrealistic or overwhelming. And that's where the sort of fear and the self-doubt sort of kick in, which aren't helpful emotionals. They're kind of our, um, what's a flight or flight kind of emotions, aren't they? <laughs> kind of like, oh. Yeah. Um, but so, so giving yourself permission to dream, it's also recognizing that, okay, just because I'm doing that, it doesn't mean that it has to happen overnight. And and likelihood is that it isn't going to happen overnight, right? So it's almost just removing that expectation as well, just, just right from the beginning. But what I want to do with them is help them to establish that vision, a connected vision, something that's meaningful to them, like that is aligned with their values and their priorities and what they want and their passions and what gives them purpose and all that kind of stuff. And then what we do really is, is chunk it down until their actions that we can take today or tomorrow, because then it feels far more manageable, doesn't it? Because if we're just thinking about, about it as this dream or vision, then that just feels overwhelming and far away and difficult. But if we, if we can chunk it down and see that actually that's something that I can take, start taking steps towards today. And that feels manageable maybe it pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit but like you said that's where the magic happens Mm. but that really removes the overwhelm and helps make it feel more achievable and taking those small actions over time build confidence and build self-belief as well so yeah Yeah. ultimately I think that's what I that's what I do and you know the whole 
the visualization is powerful. Like I think if we can actually visualize and dream, I do still believe that one day I'll play bass guitar for Frank Turner. I mean, maybe the Foo Fighters is a little bit kind of out there, but I do imagine this now and again. And, um, but what I'll say about visualization, I, I, I can see you doing that, Annie. <laughs> I can see, I believe in you. <laughs> what is it? You can take the, um, mum out the rock star but you can't take the rock star out the mum i think that's yeah, going to exactly. be my new tagline um <laughs> i've got two boards up there and they're vision boards for me and dan mm. um i listened to dr tara swart's podcast i think with uh, dr rongan chatterjee and she was talking about the science behind visualization and vision boards and how powerful images are specifically mm. before we go to bed uh, and she said, what do we do now as a society? We watch the news and the news is mainly full of not necessarily positive stuff. In fact, quite awful stuff, you know, um, mm. which can induce a lot of fear and uncertainty. So her approach is to do these vision boards and go wild, like you said, dream and um, put down all the things that you want in life and be really yeah, visual about it. And then look at it before bed, have it beside your bed, because then there's something, she explains it much better than me, but there's something that happens with the brain and remembering that visual, visual um, yeah. it's incredibly how we store memories is very powerful. So yeah, absolutely. I really ag agree with that. And breaking it down, I would always see the end picture where I'd want to be and I'd want it done yesterday. And it, that induced overwhelm. Mm. So I think step by step. And you know, as mums, we, we learn, we, we become so strong, we become so perseverance, we gain so much wisdom that we have all the tools to do this. We can make this happen. Like Dr. Oscar Serelak says that as mums, we have a creativity upgrade because we're so driven to make the world a better place for our children. So don't feel like you said, we have to do it all in one go. Break it down, have that vision, have that dream and take it step by step. And it might be for a while you are juggling you know we, we get yeah. very good at juggling I'm actually <laughs> juggle. um yeah. maybe you are working the job parenting and then doing some study on the side but hold true to that compelling future that visualization that's what I mm. say um if you if you want something enough right you'll make it happen we're always juggling you know whether we're um parents or not more so when, when your parents are you know obviously and I'm sure that's something that I'm going to um, experience and it's going to be a steep learning curve um, but yeah I think if you want something enough you'll make it happen won't you and, and we were talking a little bit about this before we jumped on the, the call weren't we around the passion yeah. if, you're, if you're really passionate about something you will give it the time and energy yeah yeah and I always ask like mums and expectant mums like how, how are you feeling how are you feeling going into motherhood and you're working and seeing clients your business is doing amazingly um yeah yeah I mean definitely it's given me even more drive to just make things sort of happen it's such a difficult one we were talking about this as well weren't we just stepping away from this baby this biz baby mm -hmm. um but I also recognize that I'm going into a really exciting time in my life and I have to make space for that. And I want to be fully present and enjoy it. Mm. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I've been running my business for just over two and a half years now. Mm. I know I can come back to it. I've built enough momentum. I know what I'm doing. So it's having that trust, isn't it? It's trusting in your path. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately you don't adapt until you have to really, do you? A lot of the time. And I'm looking forward actually to having to adapt because, um, yeah, I, I have a tendency to get quite caught up in things and, um, you know, be really driven and, and operational really in a way. And I think it's actually time to see, okay, well, where do I want to take things now? You know, what, how am I going to run this as a, as a mum as well? Because one of, one of the big reasons as to why I have my own business is so I can build a family around it as well and be in charge yeah. of my professional identity. So really, I'm just getting to put that into practice, you know? Ah, oh, yeah. Brilliant. And, um, I can resonate with that. I, I was this, I was the same. And 
that I, my business hadn't been going for as long as yours, I don't think. And um, I'd moved as well, but I found it quite hard to let go. I probably wasn't very organized. But I have to say, um, even though things, I had to be flexible with myself, I had to be compassionate with myself because it didn't mm-hmm. turn out quite the way that I had expected. But coming back, that has created my business, having Bonnie. She's my why. Like, so um, although I haven't completely changed what I do, I've changed the avenue a little bit, which has been influenced um, by motherhood. And, and that's just given me even more drive and passion. So yeah, I, I totally, totally get that. Um, and I can definitely see that in you again, something that we've, that we were talking about earlier, but um yeah, you, when we started working together, you had such limited time, but so much drive because you had such compelling why and you've done such amazing things in a relatively short space of time. And yeah, you've blown me away. You're definitely a, an inspiration for me I, and for other moms. Yeah, I remember when I was I first engaged with Michaela. So I used to go to your mum's spin class in... Um, <laughs> Yeah, she's still um, going. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw what Ma- Michaela was. Oh, awesome! What Michaela was doing, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I need that help because I do." We all need help, and that help is individual to all of us. We're all individual. We have different kind of needs, and I do think there's something to be said for coaching and mentorship. That having that accountability, that support, that expertise. Um, has been so valuable because it's easy to kind of get a bit lost and go through life a little bit lost and, and knowing that you have some kind of purpose and you know that you could do something that's really fulfilling, but not really sure how to make that step. And, and, and that's why I think, yeah, the coaching, the mentorship has been really valuable because we have so many conversations in our head, don't we, every day. Oh, yeah. To have that out loud to someone and have someone validate your ideas or just give some feedback. And, mm. um, yeah, I, I remember the first time I said to you, Michaela, like, I'm going to call it Be You Mum. It's like, yeah, boom. I just felt like that was... <laughs> that was a moment that was a moment but the point is it wasn't a thing and then I worked with you and now it is a thing and I um come so far so for anyone out there that is maybe thinking that they they can't take a change make a change or they're stuck they're too um worried about the repercussions or that you absolutely can. It just requires, you know, breaking it down, having a visualization, that self-belief and looking at yourself first and getting help, getting some guidance, getting some mentorship. Um, I think that's a really important point because I think sometimes we think we have to do it all ourselves, don't yeah. we? And, and that isn't the case. We all, you know, some of the most successful whatever, however you want to define that, but people in the, the world or, you know, they have, they have coaches, they have mentors, they get help and they've got there for those reasons as well so no matter who you are or what you're doing you know if you feel you need the support then then that's that's okay it's actually self-empowering you know yeah Um, so yeah and and that's that's what I'm all about anyway (laughs) you absolutely are and I love that thing on Instagram that says don't compare yourself to a stranger on Instagram and I think a lot of the time you know like what you just said some of those people out there that seem to be, that are doing amazing things, they've got a team of people behind them. They're not on their own. You know, they might be their brand. Their name might be their brand. Um, Like me and like yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, we have help. Um, And as we progress, we'll have probably more help. And um, that's how it works. So I think sometimes it looks like people are doing amazing things and they're juggling everything and they're doing the career, the mumming, the life. But actually... Mm -hmm you know, they have got a team behind them. Um, yeah. Or you, or you might speak to those people and actually that's not how they feel or, yeah. you know, what we're seeing on Instagram might not match up to reality. I mean, we, I think as people in general, and this is something I talk about all the time, we make a lot of assumptions and, yeah. you know, about either what people, how well they're doing or what they're thinking, what they think of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually those assumptions either aren't true or aren't helpful and and definitely the comparison thing right that is rarely a helpful thing it is about focusing on being the best version of you yeah yeah absolutely and I think with the assumptions 
it's, it's funny, like just thinking out loud as you say that, like um, something I've been thinking about recently is if it wasn't for my struggle, I wouldn't be the person I am today that I actually really do like. Yes, we still have conversations in my head that are like, no, <laughs> but that's normal and we all do it. And I think at the time it can feel very, very difficult, especially if you're struggling with your mental health, your physical health, with overwhelm and everything just feels too much. But what I've learned is the magic kind of happens in that mess. Or, you mm, know, absolutely. We, we yeah. learn so much from our struggle because that's where we really um, understand the importance of looking after ourselves, at establishing what our priorities, our values are. I think that actually is happening for a reason. It sounds cliched, life's not happening to us, it's happening for us. Is that right? And But it's so true. And I think if we start to change our mindset that we see things like that, what can we learn from this? What is this mm. trying to tell me? What opportunity is this opening up? Um, even if things feel really shitty, um, I think that's helped me anyway, just changing my kind of thought process. Well, that's what will separate us from the rest, isn't it? If we can have that mindset and learn from those struggles and come out in the face of adversity, I mean, the most amazing things can be accomplished from those places, right? Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite expressions is, shit has to happen before the shift can happen. And I just think oh, it's yeah. so true. <laughs> the amount of women that come to me and they're not, or they don't feel like they're in a good place. And I just get excited <laughs> because yeah. I think you are going through the shift. This is, you know, you're not going to go there again. There's, the only way is up from here because, you know, you're, you're, you're almost taking that stand for yourself, aren't you? You know, after this, I'm going to go and put um, my now 27 on. Yeah, the only way is up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, it's so true. It's so true. And, and yes, I think I'm the same as you. I get excited when I see the struggle because that gives you contrast. When you've experienced challenging times, you can then experience what it feels like to have that freedom, that kind of, um, you know, the, the progress, everything that you're striving for. Um, Actually, I think sometimes the danger is when, when everything is just okay, because sometimes we just carry on with that, don't we? Um, but we shouldn't settle for okay, right? It's, yeah. it, this shouldn't be good enough. I think that there's a little diagram thing that I've used in the past where you're kind of, the pain gets so much of being stuck where you are that it forces you to make a change. So we're exactly. driven by like fear. And then we get to like this kind of level point where things are just okay. And that's the danger zone because it's mm. a comfort zone. And we yeah. see there, and this is what I see with people all the time with their diets, uh, lifestyle, like how they feel about themselves and their bodies and mind, that they okay is okay because it's better than that really shit point that was lower. But yeah. then people can just kind of coast there for a bit where they're not particularly fulfilled or satisfied, but they're not in pain. I think this is where we need to switch to being motivated by yeah. our future, that vision, that dream that we were talking about. That's going to yeah. pull us to the next level. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And One of my favorites sort of expressions is as well, if people aren't um, laughing at your dreams and they aren't big enough. Like, I just love that uh, because... That's awesome. Yeah. But so many of us don't allow ourselves to dream big mm. like that. And I think that's probably one of the most crucial um, parts of a role of a coach, right? To help people mm. to, with that because those dreams are, are there in the background. But again, it's that permission to actually think, oh my gosh, that could be possible because it all starts with a dream. It all starts with an idea, doesn't it? And as children, we dreamed all the time you know we, we didn't put limitations on ourselves did we 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 didn't have the layers of life to kind of make us assess these things or judge these things we just dreamed um people in society do that to us right those constraints come from that we're not born with those constraints they get put on us and we we hold on to them we have the weight of that on our shoulders but it doesn't need to be that way yeah, yeah. We need to de-layer the onion and oh, yeah. follow like our children and see see life through the eyes of our children, I think, a little bit more. And we can learn a lot from them, right? 
Yes. Oh, yes. They are our greatest teacher. Even when we're not really ready to learn that lesson, you're kind of yeah, in the yeah. classroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. If you can get the socks on, you'll be fine. <laughs> I remember that. If I can get the socks on and out the house in the morning, I'm, I'm winning. There was, like. a, there was a funny piece <laughs> going around Facebook about they compared dressing a toddler to dressing a bow strict, uh, what, an anaconda or a snake. I can't remember. <laughs> bow constrictor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It made me laugh a lot. Um, <laughs> So I just wanted to ask you then, um, with sort of mums in mind who are trying to juggle the work, the life, what would be some um, practical tips, if you're happy to share, to support sort of motivation, but also productivity? So we've, we've made the, the decision we're going to do try something different. Um, how do we start to break that down and, and build that into our, our busy lives? Mm. So I know it's more challenging when you're a parent, but I think it's really important to carve out time for yourself um, and establish boundaries around that to protect it. So, and, and that's for whatever you need, whether it's to work on you for some self-care, um, just for some headspace, right? Because ultimately, and this is what I think you're about, be you mum, you are still you aren't you <laughs> at the crux and you need that. So I think where possible carving out that time and space for what you, what you need, it's got to start there, you know, in terms of being, um, you know, motivation and productivity and that kind of stuff, I think you need that clarity, don't you around actually what are my priorities and things like that, or um, what do I want to be working on or whatever it is. We, we need the clarity around that because then we need the focus because if we're limited on time, then the focus is really key. And I think when you've got that time, then it's thinking about, okay, well, what are the, the key things that I want to, uh, what are my three key tasks, whether it's um, a work task or whether it's something for you, whatever it is. What are the key things that I want to get done today or within this kind of block of time that I have or whatever? Um, and then once, if, if you're ticking those off, if it's manageable, like three things, you're far more likely to accomplish that. And you're not going to have a sense of, you're not going to be thinking about, oh, I should have done that. You're like, okay, that, that was my focus. This is what I wanted to get done. I got it done. And I can feel good about my day. You know, so it's keeping it really simple, I think. Um, and the other thing, and the thing is, and we, we've talked about this as well, is not beating yourself up, right? Being forgiving. Because sometimes life gets in the way. It usually does. You know, things come up. And we're not always as productive as we wanted to be, or we don't get everything done. But, but that's okay, you know, because there's another day, isn't there? Life goes on, and it's not the most important thing. Yeah, it's so true. I've not read it yet. I absolutely should. But the book, The One Thing, it's like, do the one yeah. thing rather than try and do 10 things. Get one yeah. thing done. And, and, and I think that um, if we're feeling fearful about something and we're like worried about taking that step, lean into it. Take that one step, that action, whatever that might be. Um, even if it's a small thing is doing mm -hmm. that one thing to step forward towards that fear and I think action creates momentum and then you just keep doing that one thing that one thing um boundaries is huge you mentioned boundaries oh my goodness I think that's the crux of everything what's okay what's not okay like I think for me boundaries is how I channel my energy this is how mm -hmm. we um kind of filter out the stuff that's not important and focus on the stuff that is. Um, and one of my boundaries is stop scrolling social media. <laughs> yeah. I would actually yeah. say that that okay. is a huge productivity hack because, yeah. oh my goodness, like we use it, me and you use it for our business, don't we? Mm. And it's very helpful. And we've both battled with it, haven't we? Yeah. We yeah. both have, you know? 100%. And we need oh. it. And it's wonderful. Oh. Oh. Oh, Sorry, like, I had no, one of those moments. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so popular. Um, and, and I think that you, boundaries around social media is really, really important because otherwise we can start going down that comparison thing. Oh my God, they're doing this wonderful thing and doing all of that and blah, blah, blah. Or we just spend time 
reading stuff that isn't really that important and we could be focusing on something that is for ourselves. Um, so yeah, boundaries, channeling energy, not scrolling social media and doing that one thing, I think it's helped me and I've learned that a lot from you and the work that we, we did as, as well. Um, and you said to me like Rome wasn't built in a day and it's just so true. I think, you know, we need to hold on to these old wise proverbs, quotes. <laughs> mm, I think also as well, particularly when you're a mum, establishing those boundaries means that you can be fully present wherever you are. Um, you know, I think that that's really key, isn't it? Because you don't want to have mind on work, your mind on work when you're with, you know, with, with, with your little one and, and vice versa. So um, boundaries is key in that sense as well. So we can be fully present and focused on what we're, what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really agree that that is a, that is a challenge. And I think that if you just set yourself achievable steps, you can be more, um, uh, satisfied that you've, you know, that you have kind of achieved that, that you've made progress and then you can let go of that part of your life and go into your motherhood and be with your child on those days. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Okay. So I was just going to ask you two more things. One of them is how do you look after your own self-care whilst being a busy business owner, but also expecting your first child? So what would be the things that you do every day to keep yourself happy and healthy? Okay. Well, I, you know, I'd say it, it is a challenge. It's definitely been a working area for me. Um, you know, as I think it is for most people, but I kind of, I guess I focus on the basics, you know, things like, Sleep is a big one for me, and I know that could be a, a big challenge moving forwards into my uh, motherhood journey. But I think that's absolutely key. I think almost if you're making time for sleep, um, your nutrition, and those basics, taking those things seriously, um, making time for exercise, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, um, I know, I suppose as well, making time for sort of relaxation and, and stuff like that is really key. Um, and ultimately being able to recognize when you need a holiday, you know, sometimes you just need a break from the norm, don't you? You just need a change of scenery. Um, and that can really make the world of difference sometimes. Um, so yeah, I've already been, been away three times this year. <laughs> Admittedly, one of them was just a weekend away, but I'm feeling great because of it. And also, um, it's empowering, isn't it as well? I know I'm lucky I can take the time off when I want. Um, but I've built in the time to do that as well, because it's important to me to go and experience different places um, and do different things as well. So I think for me, um, ultimately, it's focusing on the basics, um, making sure if I'm feeling a bit tired and I need some relaxation time that I build that in and I allow myself that, you know, guilt free um, and taking holidays. I'm not big into the self into the pamper stuff. I'll have the odd massage, stuff like that, which I think is important. Um, but yeah, basics and holidays for me. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, you know, I just took Bonnie to the beach the other day. We, were, we are in Scotland and she was wearing a Christmas jumper. But um, it's nice just to get away from your norm, your normal environment, yeah. and especially if we're working from home. It's very easy to look at everything that he's doing around the house. Um, like for us, it's actual like yeah. <laughs> lots yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, but I think it's nice. It doesn't. It can be a holiday or it can be a trip out. Just taking yourself away from your usual environment and um, it's, it's a reboot, isn't it? And it yeah. also sort of helps with inspiration and creativity and all of those things that are so important for for all of us. Yeah, I get my uh, <laughs> I get my creative my most creative moments when I'm in the shower. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> when I'm by the sea, and so what water? It sounds like water has a water, bit of an influence on you. Hundred percent. And when I've had my first cup of coffee of the day, like I'm really creative. Water and coffee. Okay, yeah. great. And there's water and coffee. But no, I'm with you on that one. I'm a bit of a water baby. I love being by the sea or like a body of water. It's just calming as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then just to finish then, um, we probably have actually already asked this. 
But I was going to ask you, what are your top three values in line with what we were already talking about before? But what are your top mm. three values to live by in life that keep you in your best sort of high vibe version? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it would be the same things that I mentioned before. Um, I guess, you know, that looking after number one, um, being the best version of myself. I mean, I think so many, um, it's part of my story and so many of the women that I work with have been to burnout, you know, maybe a couple of times I think I've been there um, and definitely not recognizing my values, not living in alignment with them, my priorities, that kind of stuff. Um, I felt a far cry from being the best version of me. And, you know, that led me to discover coaching and then set up my business. And when I first started coaching, I just did life coaching because I didn't want anything to do almost with work or career. I definitely wanted it to be more well-being focused. So I think massively, you know, our, our values can be a reflection of where we're at, can't they, in the moment as well. But that, that has stayed central. I definitely put well-being at everything at the core. And ultimately, that's that's my wish for other clients as well. If I'm working with them and they're focusing on getting a job, but actually they're not really looking after themselves, it has to come back to that. They have to take time for that self-care. So it's helping them recognize that. So well-being for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I know I'm kind of reiterating myself here, but for me, yeah, that love, like you said, conquers all. Um, it's surrounding yourself with people that support you in your dreams, that get your goals, that show you that love, that make you feel good. Um, if you don't have that, you know, or you're um, not giving that out to others and you're not receiving it, then I don't think you're going to be in the best place that you could be. So I think um, that's really, really key. Um, and again, yeah, I think personal growth for me, um, I, you know, I called it sort of ambition before. Other people would call it different things. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I think for me, being able to um, grow and develop yourself makes you, it attributes to your, to your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-belief. And ultimately, you know, what I've got through being on my personal development journey over the past five years or so, through being a coach and helping other women, um, is a real sort of inner confidence, I guess, that I didn't have before. And in a piece, you know, ultimately, you know, when a client comes to me, I want to help them work towards their goals and achieve their objectives and all those kinds of things. But really what I want for them is to achieve that inner confidence um, and that, that inner peace, because that means I know that they're kind of uh, in a great place. You know, it doesn't mean that we're, you know, fully complete. We're always becoming, we're always growing. Um, we don't have all the answers, but we're sort of trusting our path. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's, that's really key, you know, being at peace with where we're at and actually where we're heading. Of course, we're taking action towards it. Um, but I think if you can trust your, your path, then that's, um, yeah, it's a game changer. That is beautiful. It's, um, yeah, something that I totally agree with and resonate with and something that I do in my work, in my life. Um, mastering yourself, being your own, mm. the agent in your own life, isn't it? And you don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing. It's just about understanding yourself, the ups and the downs and having the tools to put in place to navigate this crazy world. And I think as Dr. Gabor Mate said, is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children is our own self-care. Um, and understanding ourselves definitely yeah. so I absolutely love that and yeah and, and to add to that as well actually I think that self-care and self-compassion I mean especially with children this so they're like sponges aren't they so if we're saying um, our language is so key the types of things that we're saying around our children to them or, or about ourselves um, so I think we really have to take care around that as well you know, for ourselves, but for others, and particularly for our children as well. Yeah, you're so right. They are little sponges and, and mirrors. And I think that's what, in a way, helps keep us in aligned with ourselves because, you know, what we project outwards is so um, influential to our children. So we almost have to journey in to project out. Um, yeah. Absolutely. 
Oh, thank you so much. It's been so lovely speaking to you. I've really enjoyed our chat and yeah. Uh, hope- me too. Thank you so much for having me. And um, no, it's, it's, it's an honor. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck. I can't wait to hear the news. <laughs> I'll be coming to you, won't I, for my parenting, parenting tips. So um, I wouldn't yeah. say parenting Watch tips. But- <laughs> <laughs> Anything. The socks thing. I'll start with that. Yeah, the socks. <laughs> How to dress a snake. Come to me for that. Yeah. <laughs> a snake with more limbs. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Michaela, and take care. And thank you for your time. You too. Thank you to everyone for listening as well. Ah, Another great episode. Thank you everyone for listening. If you would like to find out more about Michaela or get in touch with her, I have put a link to her website and her social media platforms in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show, please let me know. It's always lovely to hear from you. Or if you're feeling super inspired, please leave a review. I have a community for mums on Facebook called the BU Mum Community, which I set up for women on their motherhood journeys to get inspired, informed and empowered to reconnect your health at a mind, body, heart and spirit level. So please do come along and join to continue the conversation, spread the love and share your magic. I'll be back next week with another episode.